Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> I'm Chad Russell, co-host here with Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. How you doing today, buddy? Chad, uh, uh, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing good. We're good. You know, I, the reason I said sometimes that, Sometimes I man. say great and sometimes it's just good and well, then, you know. Yeah. You know, whatever. But well, you know, I said exciting because if you're depending on when you listen to this, we're right in the middle of the Olympics, or you know, do you watch the Olympics? Uh, just uh, here and there, yeah. uh, not not a lot. I don't a little bit. I like I liked I loved catching up any as much as I can. Yes. Like there's only four year every four years I watch water polo, right? I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really hit my radar. Cycling and all these things and. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just love watching it. It's just really exciting. But uh, the one thing that I, I love about the Olympics is all the side stories that go on. Yes. And there's always seems to be a rascal in the Olympics. <laughs> there's always somebody <laughs> stirring up the problems, and it always seems like they're swimming. Like there's always like somebody talking smack and swimming. Like I didn't know swimmers were so tough, right? <laughs> right. And there's you know there's doping, or, you know women doping, t- taking you know yeah, it's crazy. performance and hands. There was just, there's this one woman who's like this is her fourth Olympics, and she's she never medaled before now, and now she's breaking records and she's getting gold medals. So I think Barry Bonds was even in the stands going I don't know about this. <laughs> I'm not sure, but anyway, I don't. You know, it's just wild. You know, there's always somebody causing a stir. You know, but uh, but anyway. So today on today's show, and by the way, if you're just listening, this is Solid Steps Radio. We're a show for men by men. You know, just kind of sitting around the campfire or the or the dinner table, just talking about stuff. And and we're talking about man stuff. And and we here at Solid Steps Radio, we we think that every man was created in God's image to walk with God. Absolutely. And to take steps with God and to do that through Jesus Christ. And uh, we just hope that wherever you are in your walk with God, whether you're beginning or you've been in, doing it for years, maybe you're just thinking about it. You know, maybe this would be a tool in your toolbox of walking with God. So, hmm. and uh, you know, men are causing a lot of problems in this world, if you have not noticed. I said it was- Seriously, you know, really? Right? We cause a lot of problems. <laughs> And we talk about rascal, but we got a rascal on today. I say he is a redeemed rascal. He's not a rascal anymore, but no. uh, but we, he's got a rascal. Boy, story. man, oh man, <laughs> Kurt, what did you say? This was the, the name of this show was going to be. What was it called? Uh, rascal turned rescuer. And man, we've got a we got a story today. Yeah, we do. You know, uh, Chad, this is a fun show. I, I you know when I wake up and and we come into the station, it is an absolute uh, blast to work with you and to connect with the guys that come in here and just to hear stories and uh so gary uh we are thrilled to have you here with us thank Uh, you you are a rascal turned rescuer and uh we want to talk about this is gary paulsgrove and uh i met gary probably i don't know probably 10 12 years ago maybe and uh and so we want to talk um this first segment about you you were a, you were a, a rascal. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh, tell us you, uh, you you you've been you're you're now on your fourth wife. Yes. And uh, so let's let's back up a little bit and let's hear how what kind of rascal were you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we could start back uh, with my first marriage in the early when I was in my early twenties. I'm sixty one now. So it's been a while back. You look pretty good at 61. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel really good by the grace of God. Uh, However, when we got married, we had two children. And then uh, after a couple of years of of being married, she decided she was going to leave me. And she did. And then ultimately, uh, I 
she ended up moving away from Louisville, and then I got custody of our kids. So I was a single dad with her trying to raise children, and that's in itself a kind of an odd situation. But it was, uh, I became very angry and very bitter, mm. consequently, because this was a woman that I thought it was a lifetime thing. And, and as a result of that, I uh, developed some contempt for women in general and even hate and because of my predicament and was left alone with these children and um, it was a new thing for me obviously and I was scared and angry and as you can imagine and yet trying to work and do all that you do when you're single with with kids that's tough it was very tough and when we're angry we don't always make the best decisions well I don't (laughs) that's for sure (laughs) I've never made a good decision angry (laughs) And it, but consequently, uh, in my desperation, I remarried with hopes of making a home for these children. And, and that's not a lot of good motivation for wanting to remarry. And then, and, and then we had two children. Uh, and then as a result of that, uh, that was a tumultuous marriage, as you can only imagine. So at this point, now you got four kids. That's correct. And uh, working at this point... Uh, and also, early early on in marriage, I was hired at uh, United Parcel Service as a as a captain. So I found a place I could hide in my work, and I could go to work and not really and just basically ignore my life. And it was a it was a it was an addiction. I guess you could call it, or it was a idolatry in, in a great sense. It's. I was anesthetized when I was at work. I was somebody. I was great. I was cool. I had a uniform. I was making money and had the p- power and the position. And and as you can imagine, what that does for an ego, it's crazy. And so, God wasn't even on my radar screen. I had my God. It was a fistful of throttles and all that you do when you get to be a pilot and be cool. And uh, I remember at one point, my mother said, uh, "I was the most arrogant person she'd ever met." And I, that's that, what your mom said. That's my mother told me that. Yeah, so it was you, can like, always, you can always count on mom, can't you? Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I was, I was a really, really nice guy. As you get, if you get in the picture here, <laughs> when your mom, t- your mom says that, yeah, it's got to be true, right? Uh, you know, listeners, if you, if you could just, um, if you could just see and know Gary today, wow, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. So, so keep going. You're, you're a pilot. You're on your second wife. You've got yeah, four kids. Yes. Then what? Well, it. Uh, I started running around on my wife. Uh, committing adultery uh, because I had I was at the top of my career I was at the top of everything at some early my early 30s consequently I'd achieved everything I'd ever wanted to get to and there was really nothing else for me to accomplish or go to so I found another venture and going through midlife crisis in my 30s and and bored if you want to call it that and started running around on my wife and fairly consistently and that was fairly common to do with my career and Mm. traveling and all that I did and it was almost acceptable in some way but consequently uh, I lost my job UPS fired me at one point and because I was still on airline tickets for in converting that to monies and doing other things with it and when I lost my job, it wasn't a lo- losing a job. It was I lost my identity. I lost my purpose. Uh, I lost w- a place where I could hide. And so I was empty. So we, my, my wife and I divorced. And then I, in part of my, I moved out of town 
thinking, well, that's going to fix my problem. And then uh, consequently... Location doesn't change the problem. It sure doesn't. I sure wanted it to. I was desperate for anything. Uh, and then ultimately I moved to another city and then was still the running around just was just intensified at some level because the pain was so deep and so painful and so hurtful. I was just desperate for relief. And I found that that, that was temporary relief. Mm. That was my addiction. I was, a, I was a sex addict in a lot of ways. And uh, it worked for a whole short period of time. But consequently, uh, God was chasing me out this whole time. And I had really no idea. I had really had some concept of God being going to church as a, as a young man, and, but had no relationship whatsoever. So, so Gary, um, you, now you've blasted through two marriages. Yeah, um, on the third one. Now. You're, on, you're on the third one. So I remarried. I got a lady pregnant. We married for a couple of months, and that was, as you can imagine, absolutely disastrous. So then, not, now you've got now you've got five kids, five children. You've That's got correct. to support them. Yes, you you start uh, basically stealing, stealing from UPS. Mm-hmm. And they go, that's enough. Yeah. You're fired. Yep. And so they fire you, and now you are a captain from UPS. Yes. To you, 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 you told Chad and I before you were making sandwiches at a, a little sandwich yeah. shop. Yeah. As a result, I was, I was, and also was incarcerated. I, mean, I was locked up because I couldn't pay my child support. Yeah. Okay. How long were you locked up? Ten months. Ten months. Yeah. So you get out after uh, after jail, ten months, and you try and find a job. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> With a record, I had a criminal record now. So I was working at a delicatessen uh, in, here at Dooley's Bagels. And, so, and, and you, you said to us, and so tell our listeners, you, you go from captain to making sandwiches, yeah. and you would see your, your former... Co-workers. My flight engineers, my first officers would come in and they'd people, see you making. There I was, yeah, making sandwiches. It was humiliating, hmm. but that was the beginning. It was the beginning. It was the, it was the, when I was arrested, ultimately, and they were slapping handcuffs on me in the courtroom. It was the first time I think I'd ever prayed, and you can really pray in handcuffs. Let me tell you, <laughs> like never before, or when they're taking you to jail. I learned a whole new prayer life, brother. I tell you, it was it was devastating. Wow, it was absolutely devastating. I remember at one point in the courtroom when they had sentenced me, uh, I was I broke down. They, the courtroom just went to dead silence because I literally lost it. I mean, I cried and wept and in a deep way. I, I don't think I'd ever really cried ever before in my life. Wow. Until then. I, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break and yeah. we're going to come back on the other side of that and talk about uh, going from a flight, a captain at a UPS, to making sandwiches at Dooley's Bagels and how that was a good thing for him. So we're going to hear more about wow. that and unpack that more. That's incredible. Here with Gary Polsgrove on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter. We're talking to Gary Postgrove today, and uh, we want to thank you for listening, and we also want to thank our sponsors. we got a couple sponsors on our show. Carol Rogers, Carpet One, Ken Martin and his crew. If you need some carpeting, flooring, go see those folks over there at Carol Rogers, Carpet One, and LNN Credit Union. We want to thank them for stepping up and being a sponsor of our show for all your financial needs. Please 
look those guys up and, and really help them because they help us. And uh, speaking of help, every you know people ask us about the show, and we always before we every show we always get on our knees and we pray, you know, because we're we're pretty we're we're desperate even when we think we're not. We're, we're we get on our knees and just ask God to help us. And and our guest today, Gary Polsgrove. We're talking about his rascal years, the last segment. If you want to hear his whole story, you need to hear the whole story. Trust me. Uh, we, we we post all this show on our Facebook page on Mondays, Monday mornings. You go to Facebook. You can go to solid uh, Facebook. You can go to SoundCloud.com. Just type in SoundCloud.com. Or you can go to furtherstillministries.org and you'll see the microphone. But just type in, or in iTunes, and type in Solid Steps Radio and you'll see us come up and you can click on that and hear all of our past shows but we pray before every show and we ask for our listeners to pray for us that's the best thing you could do for us is to pray for this show and pray for us to tell the stories that god is writing but in our prayer time this morning before <laughs> gary said something in prayer that was just these these words you don't Profound. think these words go together he says lord thank you for the gift of desperation <laughs> and we're going to hear a little bit more about his desperate time and how he that was a gift to him. Yeah. So Gary, yeah, you know, when you said in the in the first segment about you were captain at UPS, I mean that that in in the airline industry, that's about as top as you yes. can get. Yeah. Top of the food chain. You are at the top. You are making a lot of money, and things are going really well. But your personal life is absolutely falling apart. Yes. And uh, you you mentioned uh, you blew through three marriages. Uh, started stealing tickets uh, from UPS to pay child support. You got a big child support bill, and and uh, every month, and and then all of a sudden UPS they fire you. You you know eventually you go to jail for ten months, and then and, and then you you were describing uh, in, in between the break you you get out of jail and you got to get a job. You're making sandwiches, and you were uh, you were living downtown at the time. Well, I was still incarcerated. They gave me a work release so I could uh, pay some small portion of my child support. So they actually let me out every day to go to work. And when you did that, you had to walk 15 blocks downtown? I walked 15, 15, from 15th and Lytle down to 1st uh, and Market because that was a, there was a 4.30 a.m. bus I could catch because I had to be at work uh, pretty early in the morning at a delicatessen to get the bagels and the sandwiches ready. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you you were on the bus for... About an hour. Nearly an hour. Yeah. And then you had to walk another half I'd, a mile. Yeah, across Shelby Campus to get over to the Dooley's Bagels place. And uh, and all of that... Yeah. God got your attention. Whew. Sitting on that bus. It was the first time I'd ever read the Bible, sitting on a city bus driving to work. <laughs> and it was the first time I began to hear him actually speak to me. And and because all the noise was was out of my life, mm-hmm. it was just him and me. My family, my kids didn't do anything to do with me. I was uh, bankrupt. I didn't have any real money. Didn't have any, even a place to live other than <laughs> jail. So that desperation turned my heart towards him. And it was so painful. But it was probably the most peaceful time I think I'd ever had in my life. The most painful and yet the greatest peace. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, uh, Gary, you described uh, coming to Jesus mm. in handcuffs, yeah. not a church. Yeah, I was in a courtroom when they finally sentenced me because all my life in my, I was in my mid-30s when all that happened. And just, but what happened, I had always, always was a master manipulator. I can all typically manipulate myself. 
either out of most any situation, you know, being lying and manipulating. But I was now in a position I couldn't. And when they slapped those handcuffs on me, uh, I was at, I was literally at the end of myself because I even then I thought I could probably get out of it somehow. But when they put the handcuffs on in the courtroom and were hauling me off to jail, and sitting at that table when the sheriffs were coming over, uh, I broke down and and wept like a baby for probably five minutes. The courtroom went dead silence and they just left me alone. And ultimately, I stood up. They put the handcuffs on me and off I went. Mm. And I thank God for that. <laughs> That's a, mm. you thank God. Yes, absolutely. For the handcuffs, you thank yes, God for jail, because that's when you found freedom. Amen. I didn't. I was in jail, but I was freer than I'd ever been in my life. Wow, that's just remarkable. And I'd lost everything. You know, um, Gary, I just marvel at how God works. Whew. He's a show off. How <laughs> 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 can you say? <laughs> I mean, he takes us in our brokenness and yes. our absolute destitute places where he allows us to, we, we, you know, we, we he, he doesn't take us there. We choose to go, yes. you know, I mean, you chose that lifestyle, mm. and but then he rescues us. He does. Thank God. Oh, that's, that's a, you know, Gary, I remember, remember when I was first introduced to you uh, years ago and you were a Christ follower. Yes, but from my perspective, you you still had a a, a, a lot of um, uh, ego, oh, yeah. and uh, pride, and oh, so yeah. you know, so you're, you're out, you're out of you're, you're walk, you're beginning to walk with Jesus yes. and, and follow Him, and I'll never forget uh, you. Uh, you wanted to become involved in leadership, yes, and I. And I got wind of, you know, you've plowed through three marriages, and, and not that that disqualifies you. You just have to kind of sift through all that. Mm. And so I needed to meet with you. Do you remember this? Yeah, and, absolutely. And you're in my office, and I, I was purposefully testing you um, and to, to see whether, you know, Christ was truly the ruler. And, and he was your savior, and he was your master, but... Um, I wasn't for sure that you were really ready for leadership in this, in this testing period in your in my office. I, I laugh now because I, I just see how God has has just worked in your life and in my life. Um, but as I tested you, you got angry. Absolutely, I did. <laughs> and you you kind of stomped and stormed out of my office. I did. And uh, <laughs> and I I remember my good friend who was uh, and your good friend Dick, who's now with Jesus. Um, I said, Dick, he's not ready yet. And uh, I said, see, it's just a classic indicator of, and he's just not quite ready for leadership by the way you responded. And fast forward to you went to a special retreat, a Faces of Christ retreat, um, similar to the Emmaus Walk, if you're familiar with that, uh, listeners. But I, I was there to pray with somebody else, and I saw your name. You thought, uh-oh. And I thought... I, no, I, I, in one sense, I go, oh, my goodness, this is awesome that Gary is here because it's a four-day experience, and it's, it's an in-depth experience, and it's a, it's a transformational time to be with Jesus. And uh, so I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to go pray. I'm going to go pray for Gary. And so I knocked on your door, and I walked in, and you were, you were facing uh, away from the door, and I just put my hands on you. I, I, I just vividly remember, and I prayed over you. And you recognized my voice, and you turned mm. around, and what did you say? Uh, I said, "I'm 
I deeply apologize and I ask you to forgive me for my anger and my resentment and all the things I had felt for you firing me from leadership. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you embraced me. I we, we embraced that night. I'll never forget it. And I said, Gary, I totally, completely forgive you. And I called Dick, who was helping, uh, help, helping me lead this mentoring ministry. And I said, Dick, Gary's ready for leadership. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so impressed with your humility. Uh, I was so impressed with your brokenness and your transparency and your ability to just own uh, your, your, your past. And it was, it was one of the most beautiful pictures that I've seen in a man, broken, humble, transparent, and just like, um, will you forgive me? Uh, it's, it's just hard for us guys to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, will you please forgive mm. me and own it? And I was so blessed uh, by that experience. And then we, we started doing ministry together. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those uh, uh, glorious transformational times, and uh, I just so appreciated. And so then when we when we connected for lunch uh, a while back, I said we got to get gear in the on the radio show because you uh, you have been transformed. When I look at your countenance, when I look at your eyes. I just see transformation. Uh-huh. And that's to God be the glory. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sure wasn't me, brother. <laughs> well, you were, you, that's right. It is all the Lord Jesus. It's all, the, all, all God that works in us, but we have to be willing. Yes. And you were willing. And well, he got me willing. You can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> I, call, I call the Lord the hound of heaven, and, uh, and he, was, he was on your tail, mm. and he, was, he, he had you, and he was chasing you. And you surrendered. That's, yes. a, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, we're going to take a break and we're coming back. And just when you think well, they've wrapped the story up, all done. Eh, not really. God's not ever done writing oh, his no. stories, is he? And Gary has a an obstacle, a, a trial in his life that he never saw coming after that. And boy, you think when God's done with you, he's not. And boy, we got a, a story about a health scare. Uh, to the extreme that Gary had to go through and is coming through uh, with God's help. So we're going to take a break and we're going to come back here in the next minute and talk to Gary Polsgrove, rascal to rescuer on Solid Steps Radio. 